Today is Saturday, August 27th, and this is the Paul List, a daily comics analysis podcast. On Saturdays, we talk about a smaller press comic, and our book today is called Our Mother by uh, Luke Howard, published by Retrofit Comics. Um, every day we take a comic and we do try to do some analysis of it um, uh, from a variety of perspectives. I'm Paul. You can interact with the show, <laughs> me, <laughs> on uh, Twitter at 2ply, T-W-O-P-L-A-I, or you can email me at 2ply at gmail.com. All right, let's dig deep. Hey, uh, thank you for joining and listening and being a part of this um, podcast project. Um, it's been a learning experience for me, and I've, I think I'm about 55 episodes into this, and it's been um, really gratifying to um, just uh, study and study with others, and then occasionally to hear back from creators or from uh, listeners and to, to hear that it's, um, you know, beneficial to somebody i don't know if beneficial is the right word <laughs> but uh somebody's enjoying it i hope so um yeah we um we talk about smaller press books on saturday and i um uh, was part of the kickstarter campaign I, I contributed to the kickstarter campaign uh for um for retrofit comics's um new books this year and it's been cool to get them in the mail to get that email every now and then to announce that a book is is come out and um today um we uh actually today yesterday we uh we who are part of the kickstarter cadre for for retrofit comics got um the digital edition of our mother by luke howard and i think it's up on comiXology um it, it seems like the pattern has been that they come out digitally first and then they take a little bit longer to get in print uh this is a book though that when it does come out in print i may look for it at my local comic shop and pick up a copy um because it's the kind of book that i think i would want to hand to a, a, a somebody else um because of uh its thought-provoking nature um and uh luke howard's our mother is um yeah, is the subject today. <laughs> but actually, before we get into that, let me talk a little bit about um, the the week, the last week that passed, and um, a little bit of conversation that I had over uh, Twitter with um, with Sunny Lou. Um, uh, if you listen regularly, you know that this last week we focused on Sunny Lou's comics, and um, as I said, Lou, Mr. Lou was uh, very gracious in corresponding a little bit with me about it and uh, also in retweeting and sharing in fact some of you may be in uh, part of the audience that's sticking around from um, from finding the podcast because uh, mr. Lou shared it and I and I'm glad you're here I'm glad glad that you're joining our little um, you know nascent endeavor uh, here to, to learn by um, by reading lots of comics um, but uh, um, it was uh, one nice thing about our exchange is I you know I asked mr. Lou if, if I had gotten you know, I would just try to open myself to letting me know if I'd gotten something wrong in terms of my interpretation and reading of his work. And um, one clarification that he mentioned was that, at least from his his perspective, um, the in you know, I, I think I spent a lot of time talking about the great genius of the of you know that was supposed to be Charlie Chan Hock Chai, and you know he he mentioned that he wanted to leave it open to judgment um, by the reader whether. Um, whether Chan was indeed a genius, whether he was indeed successful at all as a as a cartoonist, as a creator, and I realized I think he may have actually said as much. Um, that's that is um, Sonny Liu may have said as much in interviews about the book. But I realized that I I think I was just so enchanted 
by the um, quality of Lou's work that I just kind of assumed that uh, we were supposed to take, <laughs> we were supposed to treat or to receive or to read um, Charlie Chan Hak Chai's work as um, of, of some level of, of genius. And so that was a really nice clarification. And, and I could actually see, as I said to, to Sonny, I said, you know, I think it's it's clear on the face of it that, um, you know, Ch Chan Hak Chai has a certain amount of um, arrogance and hubris about his work, um, and and whether his ambition is indeed met by um, the reality of what he produces, I think Lou wanted to leave open a question, and I can see that in the book. Um, to me, uh, at least as I was saying, that the virtuosity of his his art, um, because of how Sonny Lou is able to channel and personalize so many different art styles um itself is is a kind of um versatility and and um and a, and a kind of genius that um may you know clearly in the narrative is is not necessarily automatically attributable to chan but i think is attributable to lu so yeah so that was nice it was really nice to have some um some feedback about um my discussion of the art of charlie chan hak chai um so to kind of segue into today's book um i think it is interesting this question of interpretation comics have a way of because of their um semi-non-reliance on on language of introducing new kinds of uh, ambiguities and to deal very much in ambiguities to not have to in some senses answer questions to be betrayed by language of course it's betrayed by language and images but it's also able to um dodge one or the other by resorting to the other so um you know, it, it reminds me that um, comics have a way of of leaving questions unanswered, um, you know, fruitfully so, and meaningfully so, uh, productively so. And I think um, it, the ability to capture these kinds of um, ambivalences is uh, really necessary when you talk about a subject such as uh, family, home, um, loved ones, because... There is no one I know who <laughs> has unequivocally good feelings about um, their family members. Um, you know, to be a family member is to uh, sometimes be 90% uh, ashamed, embarrassed, um, angry, resentful, and 10% uh, appreciative, or vice versa. Uh, but but always to have sprinklings of um, great regret and great um, woundedness and as well as um, some some amount of appreciation in most cases um, our uh, our mother by uh, Luke Howard is a title that um, got, you know, I think cer set certain wheels in motion for me emotionally speaking because um, as I've mentioned on the podcast my my mother who is um, you know she and my father um, strove to immigrate to to a, um, a land where their uh, language and their self-presentation um, would always be, um, you know, a, a sort of second-order status, and uh, and did so for the sake of us, her their children uh, primarily. Um, uh, and and my mother is my mother. You know, she is a beautiful and wonderful and sacrificial and um, extraordinary woman. And she's also <laughs> the cause of much of my grief and the source of many of my, um, you know, emotional uh, diseases. 
<laughs> so, and, and, and isn't that so true of us all? Um, in Luke Howard's case, I think there's a, there's a real candor in this work. I should say from the outset, though, um, well, first, Luke, Luke Howard, a, a graduate of the Center for Cartesian Studies, and I think now teaches there, um, and probably most prominent because of his book, Talk Dirty to Me, which came out from Ad House um, last year or two years ago and was a critical success. Um, I actually haven't read that book, but I have seen his work in the um, anthology called Irene um, by Annie Warner and company. So um, so I knew of Luke Howard and I was, um, you know, looking forward to, to work coming from him from Retrofit. Um, the... Um, the book relates the experience of having a mother with chronic, um, you know, whether it's depression or anxiety, some sort of mental health difficulties. But I, I don't think that's actually a very good description of what the book is. It is what the book is about, but actually it's not a sort of um, navel-gazing autobiographical here snippets from my traumatic experiences of, of sentimentality with my mother. Actually, it's very abstract and very absurd, and it's full of these um, disparate, fantasized narratives that uh, are meant to convey the experience of his relationship with uh, his mother, I presume. Maybe it's actually more general than that, or maybe it's not his, maybe it's not Luke Howard's. Um, but when you're reading at first, you know, it seems like it's just a, a collection of like sort of two to two page to six page mini stories. And then you realize probably halfway through the book that some of them are coming back around and repeating and then that ultimately they come together. And the thing that binds all of the, these uh, very pretty disparate stories together is of course that you can tell that they're all sort of in some sense about mothers or the image of a mother or the role of a mother or archetypes of motherhood in some way. And um, and then eventually as this, as you finish the book, it's about 40 odd pages, um, you you come to realize that that it all sort of ties together and certain stories kind of rise to the surface as explaining bits of the other ones and, and things like that and so it's kind of it's one of those kind of comics and and unsurprising coming from retrofit but that that feel a little random at first and then they sort of come around and then you realize how non-random it is uh, but the opening vignette that's a page is uh, actually just repeated um, panels of a uh, a wooden a car it's almost a shape of a wooden car and um uh, i assume howard or the narrator uh relates this um basically this car being made of wood as a as a gift from his mother uh, about which he has all attaches all of the warm feelings that one has toward a mother but also the complicated feelings the sort of feeling of not fit that um this car um, you know contains complicated things complicated is the right word right and then um and then there are these quotes from from carl jung which are um you know this sort of idea that um there is no position without its negation neither can exist without the other and it's sort of that part of the jungian archetype idea that there is sort of a shadow side to everything you know there's a kind of uh, as he says, a kind of negation within within everything, and I think it's kind of explic explicated by the the very next uh, sort of couple pages of narrative. Where and by the way, I'm gonna, I'm not going to spoil the the whole book. Um, I'm just going to talk about a few of the opening vignettes. And if you don't want to know anything about the book, let me just say I recommend it <laughs> and go read it, and then maybe come back and listen. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's a short vignette then that follows um, at the beginning where there's, you see kind of this older couple approaching a shadowy figure, uh, appears to be maybe a woman, um, who's in a um, 
sort of in a back alley and uh and they are requesting the services of this um trench coat and and fedora wearing shadowy figure who turns out to be um you know a a giver of mental breakdowns a dealer of disorders and they're basically ordering up a disorder (laughs) for their their daughter i think and it's sort of um you know at the end of it you realize it's a joke of of parents uh passing on (laughs) of course here with intention usually not their intention of passing on their um you know their their manic disorders their um or their their um uh their schizophrenia their um their depression their anxiety um disorders um their their compulsions to their children um yeah and and then in the very next story and this is where after this one is where I'll stop describing each of the stories, um, but the very next story I think to, to brings it in a sense home a little bit. Um, there's a, a a father on a couch, um, a mother and a kid on the other couch. The mother is laying strewn in a very in a position familiar to anybody who's had a loved one who is um, struggling with depression, um, and the father is basically um, frank and gross and basically explaining that he's leaving them that because he wants happiness and you see the mother lying on the other end of the couch and as she listens um in sort of wrapped in her misery her limbs start to extend out and then wrap around the child and it is a um i think it's it's like so much of this book which is both um hilarious and heart-wrenching is how i'd describe it um in, in the sense of the recognition, you know, you recognize, you realize that what's going on here is a mother who is um, torn apart by her own, um, her own struggle, her own struggle to live, um, which, you know, provokes our sympathies, but also we're really seeing the complications of all of that through a child who is depending on some ideal form, some archetype of motherhood to, um, to serve up um, security and to serve up nurturance and comfort and affection. And I think what this comic does so well, I, and then I should say, and I promise I won't get into a bunch of details of explaining what's going on, then you have some like, um, you know, maybe a Jane Goodall scientist type character with an ape, and then you have a sci-fi, you also have a sci-fi sort of situation where there's robot sentries that are guarding over the life of passengers inside, and then there's a sort of fanciful uh, adventure tale of of a, a two daughter mother maybe son mother characters <laughs> it's really uh wacky it's really kind of surreal um but i think actually through it all again there's a, a clear through line of mother ish mother type relationships and um and again, some of it hilarious and heart, heart heart wrenching at the same time, heartbreaking at the same time, because you realize that what these are reflections of are, you know, they're not meditations on motherhood. Actually, they're medi- they're sort of like almost tangent lines that come from the experience of um, feeling. Um, you know, I think this actually exemplifies, and I think this is what I'd say the most about the book. What comics does so well, which is to kind of dwell in the places where abstract or ideal forms exist you know because comics can draw the abstract um but but almost to debase them with with strangeness or sickliness or you know whatever to kind of explore the murk and the muck of our insides um 
the kinds of feelings that we have, uh, you know, about things that are supposed to, you know, like our mothers that are supposed to protect and nurture us um, uh, under some ideal, but, uh, but actually slipping into a weird dysfunction and making the storytelling uh, very compelling. You know, you, you sort of, um, it's, it's sort of, uh, I guess what you resonate with is that losing the recognition of, of your, your mother as a mother figure. And instead, you know, there's this insecurity of she's not able to protect you or, um, she's doing experiments on you or whatever, you know, and it's all very kind of in the id, you know, it's, it's kind of, um, not, we're not talking here about logical reactions. There's not like mother does this and then child responds this way. It's more like, um, I don't know, projection, distraction, or, um, desire for Christmas presents. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and like I said, it's, it's heart wrenching and, um, and heart and I guess in some sense heartwarming uh, in that, you know, it ultimately comes around and you start to recognize that this very act of comics making is is a process of, of coming to terms and reconciling with um, and maybe even finding a, 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 a um, profound buried affection for, appreciation for, um, what is supposed to be, I think, um, the narrator, or maybe it's Luke Howard's uh, mother having dealt with, um, this anxiety and this depression and what it sort of, um, what it wreaks on, um, on, on, on a child. Um, yeah. Uh, and all done with, um, a, a, a good bit of retrofit style zaniness. Uh, it's a kind of tone that's come to be, you know, Box Brown, I think, does it really well. Um, and it's come to be, I've come to associate it with what retrofits, many of retrofits books do. By the way, I recently read, uh, finally, um, Leela Corman's book. I mentioned Leela Corman, and I called her Leela Foreman. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned an interview with her with the Comics Alternative, I think on Wednesday, and, uh, no, Thursday, which which was supposed to be the Wednesday episode. And um, her book, jeez, uh, I'm always blanking on the title of this book. I'm so embarrassed. Um, but her book is, uh, 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 oh, Deadly Force. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. Um, so that that book is also really good also from retrofit so um you should definitely check that out um all right so i, I think um that's kind of my take on our mother i think um it's uh it's very worth picking up very worth reading very worth it's uh 10 ish dollars i think something like that cover price and uh, like i said i i got it from this the um the kickstarter subscription it's nine dollars um but i think think I'm going to love to pick up a copy and just give it to somebody and just have them a friend, uh, maybe a non-comics reading friend uh, who can nonetheless relate to the experience of of your mother um, losing the center that she is is supposed to be or has been in your life and um, and then uh, exploring the ins and outs of, of those um, those those deep and dark inner feelings. Yeah. So, yeah, this has been um, our sun Saturday Smaller Press. Tomorrow we'll be back with our Sunday Super Friend and um, in a, a very different uh, serving, very different offering, we'll be talking about Action Comics 962 and uh, Superman and Doomsday and Rebirth and stuff like that. Okay, thanks for joining, and um, let's keep reading.